only Doctor Who podcast on the planet, <laughs> spanning time and space. I am your host, Mark Turcott, and joining me as always, my kindergarten classmate, Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? Good evening to you, good sir. Uh, I think we should do, like you, you just said, the, the one and only Doctor Who podcast, and then we should have that caveat at the end of guys who've never seen it. Yes. Kind of like when uh, uh, Team America did, when they were the number one movie in America featuring puppets. Yes. See? <laughs> true. That's true. That's Can't true. deny it. Nope. That's so not we big are news. The only Doctor Who podcast of guys that have never seen of it. Of guys that have never seen it before. That's right. So uh, welcome everybody here as always here. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you've been here before, thank you again for tuning back in. If you're new to the show, like Chris said, we are just two guys who have never seen Doctor Who and diving in here. So we're glad you guys could be here this week. Our episode is uh, what? Season one, episode four aliens of london uh but before we dive in real quick for people that are listening to the podcast i just want to say we are now on itunes that link is in the show notes i said it at the end of the show last time uh please if you listen through itunes like and subscribe over there i feel like i'm I'm, I'm one of those youtubers YouTubers. out there but uh please please uh subscribe to the podcast over there and leave us a review because it helps kind of spread the word and right now with what season of doctor who is it doctor or season 11 is that what's going on right now like the, the new hotness uh, mm-hmm. As we're recording this, so we want to, you know, just help get the word out about the, our the Tardy Tardis. So uh, help us do that if you can. Uh, yeah. But Chris, Aliens of London, Aliens of London. I was just gonna say, ever like when you kind of like jokingly said that right before we went live here, and that's all that's in my head now. I never is this a, is this a reference to the Dire Straits song or what? Is that Dire Straits? Uh, or no, who is that? Is no, that it's it's uh, Zephon. It's Warren Zephon. That's who it is. Who yeah. It, yeah. Uh, I, it's gotta be. I didn't even think about that until, dude. That's two shows in a row now. The last one was was what the Dickens, <laughs> and this one it's the Aliens of London. Is a referendum of werewolves of London. It's gotta be. It has to be. It's gotta be. I think be. it is. So, um, what do you think of this episode, though? Overall the... impressions? Yes. I think it was a great episode. Do I think it was the best episode? Mm-mm. Uh, no, this, I don't think so. In my opinion, the streak has been canceled. This or has yeah. been done. I was kind of hoping we could have like this running theme of every episode. We just start it by saying like, yep. I think this was my favorite episode, but I can't say that just because the last episode was so good. This one was good. The show, uh, the streak has been ended, like you said, of it being the best episode, but the streak continues of it still being a really cool and, and entertaining it. show. Yeah. <laughs> I will um, say for me, this episode, like, was continually surprising. Like, not that I knew where the last episode was going to go or hell, even any of the episodes so far, but this one, there were so many just crazy things. Like, I mean, I did not expect at all. We're going to get to it. The first reveal of the first alien that we see what the hell running a, a pig running down the hallway oh come yeah, on yeah, yeah. like that was just like totally out of right. left field never would have thought that would have happened so it was like this constant right. thing of things just surprising me throughout this episode right. um but uh and I and it, it was the uh, i wasn't anticipating it being multiple part yes the uh, so, and, and i think we probably should say that like we're not getting into part two we're just doing this episode yep. um and i i asked my my references who are my brother and sister-in-law uh, Eric and Becky, I'm like, is that normal? Like, should should we maybe prepare for that? Like, should we kind of change the format to do um, like arcs, basically? Right, and and yeah. they both told me like, no, they like it happens, but not all the time. Okay. So for this one, it is two episodes, 
and then they do it again, but they didn't remember when. They're like, it doesn't happen all the time, so don't okay. worry about it. So, but there's uh, a lot going on in this one, so I think that's why they uh, <laughs> they had to stretch it out to two. You yeah. know, there, there's definitely some uh, interesting things happening here. But and, and a cameo, which we'll get to later, uh, a cameo of I don't know if it's a recurring character or not. And when when we get to that point in the show, um, I will uh, mention where she comes from. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, we'll all right. Well, let's jump in here, man. We have the previously on that I love these things. And I love that this one, it basically goes back to episode one, essentially, right? It's everything just kind of going there. And immediately the first line of dialogue you hear is Rose's mom, Jackie, saying, there's a strange man in my bedroom. And uh, the doctor's just like, nope. And he's just nope, like, I'm doing it. <laughs> I love that. Like, that's the one thing they, go, they, they show. But um, I also love that we also get to see the slow motion rose running to the TARDIS at the end of yeah, episode where one. She was all excited, right? Like the all very happy. uncomfortable. Like, yeah, is this, oh, is this dangerous? Yes. Okay. Let me run to you smiling. I still don't understand that way. <laughs> now, just like every episode, and I'm sure every episode that does these previously ons would be that way. But let's say you missed episodes one, two, and three, and you came into this episode. <laughs> I'm probably going to bring this up every time we do one of these podcasts, but yeah. You come to this episode and you watch this previously on. What the hell? There's mannequins crashing through windows, plastic people, <laughs> like, you know, a woman screaming, a woman putting the moves on to some guy in her bedroom. Like, this show, would you just step back? If you didn't know what was happening, it's just a mess. Like, you have they don't, no clue, but I love it. Yeah, they don't do a good job of of buttoning up, like, the the previously on giving you a really good idea of what happened. It seems like they just took random, like really quick clips and just spliced them all together and threw them yep. out there. And with this previously on, it's just stuff from episode, episode one. Episode one, that's it. Yeah. So that's all you get. Like if you, like you're saying, if you jumped into this and you saw that previously on, number one, you would think that was the last episode, mm -hmm. maybe, probably. And the shit that happened in two and three... <laughs> You don't know where they've been. <laughs> and they show you so much in this one, you don't even want to know. Like it's one of those things where you just feel like, you know, man, you don't even want to know what happened. Right. But as this as the intro to this goes on, like Rose kind of comments, she's like, you know, I've been to five million years in the future and all that, and it's like good to be home. And we think at this point, when when Rose and, and the doctor come in, they think it's only twelve minutes. Or I'm not starting, uh twelve hours. Twelve hours. That's yeah. when they left. Where in the end just like we talked about last week, the TARDIS has basically fucked up again. And now it's right. 12 months into the future. Yeah. Um, what's the deal with the TARDIS, man? Like, I don't know. It's like a malfunctioning TARDIS or something. Like, and and now that that's happened twice and I've, I've read about that, that's a thing. Whenever you see like the doctor go back in, even in this episode where, where uh, down the road where he uh, travels a short distance, he doesn't go very far. We'll get to yeah. it. But when he's like moving those levers and stuff like, and obviously like he did it in, in almost all the time now, he's always banging on it with stuff. Like he's got a rubber mallet. Like a mallet. <laughs> so it's like, obviously this thing is dated and it needs an upgrade. But I don't know if that's a running thing for all future Doctor Who things. Obviously we'll get to that stuff. But uh, yeah, do we get a new TARDIS here I don't in know. the coming seasons? Like is, is this the know. original TARDIS from... Was he the ninth doctor? So the the previous yeah. eight doctors is this that same TARDIS? And do, yeah, do they do they constantly inherit the Just same TARDIS, or does one, a new right? doctor come with a new TARDIS? Yeah, I mean Don't he's been doing this for what nine hundred years now, yeah. or, or at least he's been alive nine hundred years. He says. Right. Uh, but let's see. So that he gets back, and Rose decides she's going to go say, "Hey, what's up?" to her mom, and the doctor kind of walks around a little bit. 
But then he sees a sign up on a wall basically saying, uh, have you seen my daughter? That Rose is missing. So he realizes that it's been 12 months. We see Rose go and talk to her mom. Her mom basically is just shocked to see her standing there and um, you know, just proceeds to say, hey, where have you been? And that kind of leads to just a whole conversation between Rose and her. But, you know, my question is, why does she lie to her mom? And and I say well, that because her mom saw alien plastic people in this first episode. So why not just say, Mom, you know those crazy alien things? I have something else crazy to tell that's you. That's true. That's I, true. I just, this whole thing to I, me just didn't make sense. It's like, no. just tell your mom. Why? Kind of, yeah. Keep it a yeah. secret. Your mom's not going to be like, oh, my God, that's that's ridiculous. I don't believe you because she just saw mannequins come to life. Mannequins come to life. Right. Murdering people. I'm shooting that one guy point blank in front of his kid in episode one. Yeah. His his, his finger, his finger from his his wrist or something. Yeah. The the finger. I don't know. It's a good point. It's a good point. But she also like when she walks into the apartment or is it the flat? I don't know. Nah, we'll go. We'll go flat. flat. We'll go flat. We'll go flat. Um, when she walks into the flat, she, she, kind of like announces that she's home. She obviously doesn't know that it's 12 months. And she says like, you know, I was, oh, I was with uh, Shireen. This is the second time she's mentioned Shireen. Sh- who is Shireen? And Have we don't know Shireen? who she is. No. Do we ever see Shireen? Not yet. We haven't. I hope we, we haven't yet. So that's something we got to keep in mind. So. Um, so then we get the actual intro, but then before it cuts to the apartment or the flat to with Rose talking to her mom, we get a image of a boy spray painting the words bad wolf on the side of the TARDIS. Now, didn't we hear in the last episode, Gwyneth, when she basically was reading uh, uh, Rose's mind, didn't she say something about the bad wolf? I wish I could remember what the reference was, but yeah, I think so far. And I think even thinking the other episodes, there were references to bad wolf. This is the first time we see it. And they really make it a point to show you like what this kid is, right? It's big, bold letters, uh, even when he like spray paints and, and he rides his bike off, they <laughs> go back to it and show it again. Can, like can they... I just point out this kid looks like he's younger than my son and my son is 12. Oh, yeah. So this kid's probably like nine or 10. He's wearing a shirt that says kick ass on the back of it. Does it really? <laughs> the very back of the shirt. I got, a, I got a frozen right now in a scene and he's, he's spray painting bad wolf and it just yeah. says kick ass oh, on the there, bottom yeah, of his shirt. Yeah. I love that. You know who that is? That's probably the original Banksy right there. That's who. <laughs> And even the front of his shirt says kick ass, kick ass when he turned around. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, but all right, so then it cuts to the flat, and we see Rose is there talking to her mom. And now the police are there, too. Her mom had called the police, and uh, she just keeps saying, hey, I've been traveling. And uh, <laughs> the mom asked the doctor, or Jackie asked the doctor, you know, what what have you been doing? And he says, oh, well, I've had her employed. And the cop says, what, as like a sexual companionship yeah. <laughs> going on there? She's like, no. And they both deny it. And that's the first time, like, we've always been, like, thinking, like, the way that they look at each other, the way that they right. talk, there's something going on. Nothing's ever been said or spoken out loud. This is the first time it's actually been said, granted by somebody else other than them two. And they both, like, instantly are like, no. And there's a couple scenes in this episode where they mention, like, their relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, there's one later on where, we'll, well, we'll get to that when we get to yeah. that. But, um yeah, keep going. Well, 
the one scene too, like she she asks him, you know, how old are you? And he says, she's like 40, 50. And what did you find her on the internet? And what are you just <laughs> pretending you're a doctor? And he just goes, I am a doctor. Just with a <laughs> stupid big smile, which we get some great smiles from him throughout this episode, especially yeah. later on when he's oh, uh, when the aliens come. sees the aliens. Oh my yeah. God, it's so good. Uh, but all right, so then that kind of goes through it. And then of course, Jackie smacks him in the face, which is just hilarious seeing uh, the mm-hmm. doctor get wrecked. Uh, at that point but the cop you know the cop doesn't really do anything i mean what's he gonna do right i mean she showed up that's uh well i mean what can yeah he do? i guess i mean if she i mean she, rose would have to be the one to press charges and she's yeah. obviously not going to do that she's nope. not saying like she's been abducted or <clears> anything <throat> but she went willing she went willing she went she went running smiling to the the tardis or you know this is she wanted to do this yeah uh no i, I guess he really can't no can't do anything. I mean, the cop just, you know, he's just like, is this a sexual companion? No. All right. Well, everything looks cool here, so I'm out. He just I'm pretty done. much leaves at that point. Yep. Uh, all right. Then we get Rose and the doctor up on top of a building shortly before the alien ship crashes. Uh, but this is where we hear her say, um, you know, kind of um, that you're 900 years old. And he says, yeah, I've been traveling 900 years of time and space. And uh, we kind of get that quote, which was interesting. So we now have an age on the doctor. He's been doing this for, well, maybe not necessarily doing it for 900 years. I mean, I don't know what his, uh, what the childhood of whatever his species is to, to become the doctor. But at least he's been right. within time and space for 900 years. Uh, but Rose asks him, in the year that they've been gone, what did she miss? And, uh, you know, was it a good year? And he says, no, it was just middling. Does the doctor just know all of time and space? Like, that's what I was wondering. Like, he can travel everywhere. But does he actually know what's happened in these 12 months? Like, is that just part of being the doctor as well as you're, he's just a time expert and just knows everything? You know, I don't what, know, man. That, that's confusing because like when when the, uh, the the alien ship arrives, he seems surprised. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So how does he know what went on in this one year and he didn't know that this ship was going to come? And, you know, because kind of some of the conversations that they're having are he's like, no, this is the first time that, you know, planet earth has seen aliens. Yeah. So, you know, go enjoy it or something. He says something like that, like a comment like that. But I don't know. Like I, I that's kind of like the big mystery about him. Like he, even, uh, uh, Charles Dickens said it at the end, he's like, yo, he's talking riddles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you never, does, you never yeah. come forward with anything. So I don't know. That's the, that's the big mystery about him is how he knows all this stuff. Was he in this year that she's been missing? Had he been there before, like before Rose for whatever reason? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Is, he, is it just like inherited alien, like ingrained, like you know all this stuff? Like yeah. you're saying, I have. It's, no, it's too time early, travel it's just too boggles my mind. It like yeah. makes my brain hurt. And I think and... about it too much and it, I have too <laughs> many questions and. And, and I think I think yeah, that's the thing. You just you can't even ask the questions. You just got to roll with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to just say, OK, take it for what it is. And we're just going to feel like you can always find loopholes in always anything always. with anything to do with time travel. So you yep. do. You just have to, like, forget all that and just enjoy the ride. Just basically. go with it and have a good time. Right. Um, there is in this conversation a little bit of a controversial thing that is stated because this is also we did find this in the wiki uh, for this episode. And I do want to bring it up here because this is where it happens. But they're talking about jackie slapping her and they're laughing and he says you know oh i don't in the 900 years i think is when he first mentions that uh the 900 years of traveling in time and space i've never been slapped by somebody's mother and they're kind of joking and he says it hurt and she says you're so gay yeah which is you know and it I, got 
Yeah, apparently it uh, didn't rub people the right way. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if we want to get into the. We'll the just whole... mention that. I think as we're mentioning it here, I mean, yeah. Um, from doing you know just research on the episode, the guy who wrote the episode, I think it was co-written by two people, but one of the guys that wrote it uh, was actually gay, and he deliberately put that comment in there to get that reaction. Like he knew it was going to get that reaction, so he put it in there. Um, and him being gay kind of felt like I can put this in there and he wanted it, uh, so people would like talk about it Yeah. and apparently it succeeded. I don't, obviously we were in a, we didn't watch this when it originally came out. So right. I don't really don't know if it was like this massive, like, well, it probably wasn't social media related back then. Was it? No, no, no. Not at all. no. So, um, no, I guess, you know, would a show do that today? No. Depends on the show. I mean, if yeah, it was, yeah, true, true, true. You know, but uh, not a show like this. But and what? I mean, what was the reasoning? He said that that's like how people talk. How people talked. Yeah. Right. So that's and why I, so, he put it in there. But it was it for like what people? What people talk? Like people that <laughs> yeah, shouldn't true. say that word say it, and he's wanting to bring attention to that. I don't know, but for one reason or another, it's in there, and it got people talking, and it did exactly what he wanted it to yeah, do. Exactly. So. Yep. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then we get the alien ship flying over, and uh, we get some some amazing CG effects. What do you think of that, man? It was <laughs> not only that, dude. Like the uh, the ship sounds like it has a fire horn, like a, a fire truck <laughs> horn when it's coming through. Go back and listen to it. It literally sounds like a fire truck is that, like just plowing through like town, like with the horn going. It's hilarious. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so we see this thing fly overhead. It goes flying. Of course, it smashes into Big Ben. And the best part about all of this is just the doctor loves every single minute <laughs> of this. He is so happy. And so what is happening right there? So excited. Uh, and Rose. Uh, and, and, but, oh, but so excited. He says, fantastic again. He always says fantastic, fantastic with that big goofy smile every time something <laughs> terrible happens. I, I, can Great. I just be honest? Like, what? I don't know if there will ever be another doctor better than him. I'm, I know it's early. I know we're only four episodes <laughs> in. Any footage I've ever seen of any other doctor, this guy is the greatest. Chris Eccleston <laughs> is the greatest. He's hilarious. I love this guy. So remember, I think last week I said something about like people are screaming at us right now for not knowing something. Yeah. People are screaming at us right now because he's probably like the worst doctor compared to all <laughs> the other ones that come out. But this is all we have right now. And yeah. I have to agree with you. He's he's the best. I just love like right now <laughs> I'm watching there's a face. scene where they're like amongst the crowd of people like because all the cars are stopped and like they're talking. He just keeps like looking over like at the car and smiling Qu quickly looks over at Rose says a word and then just a big smile just keeps looking yeah. watching the military come together watching them do all their stuff. Uh, I love it. Like, this is what he lives for. This is this is like his, his livelihood. This is his job. Yep. So when you see disasters, you're going to you're going to love it. Yep. Uh, let's see. So Rose is thinking about what using the TARDIS and uh, she makes a mention saying that nobody would notice. And the mm -hmm. doctor says all sorts of people would notice. And at this point, it's kind of like who like who, who would notice them using it? I mean, we do find out a little bit later on that they do kind of know who he is or at least kind of, you know, what what uh, I guess the doctor is. Right. Um, so that could be what they're talking about, but okay. Um, but yeah. So she kind of mentions that he's like, "Nope, we're not doing that. We're we're stuck here." Um, we do find out they find a body in this in this ship. It uh, kind of flashes forward because it starts doing what some news some news bits. 
All right. Because they, they start watching live TV and uh, they end up back at Rose's mom's house. And it's funny, as, as kind of this montage of all this new stuff is going on, do you notice more people keep coming into the flat? That's a, yeah. yeah. Which is kind of funny. It's <laughs> yeah. like they're having a party basically going on there. Um, and who's not there yet? Mickey. Once again, this relationship, I don't know how it's working <laughs> because in the first episode, uh, she was almost killed and he came in and said, hey, how you doing? I'm off to the bar. Yep. And she comes back after being missing for a year, doesn't even bother to call him. Yeah, she <laughs> so no, she's done. She doesn't care about him. Now, he, he, seems, he, he will get a little bit upset later, the fact that yep. she didn't call him. But, but yeah, as of right yep. now, no, no Mickey. Uh, so they do say they found a body in the wreckage, and uh, we see them bringing <laughs> on, the, on TV bringing it ashore. But I love when when it cuts back to one of the scenes at the flat, and everybody's kind of drinking beer and, and having a good time. But everybody's still pretty caught up in what's happening on the TV. Rose's mom comes in and just doesn't even care. She's like, <laughs> guess who asked me out? Billy Crew. <laughs> it's just like, lady, an alien spaceship just crashed in in London. Kill, you know, broke Big Ben basically. Yeah. And you're here yeah. telling people who asked you out on a date. Like, what? She doesn't care. She's a bizarre woman. Yeah. And that, that honestly is why I don't understand why Rose kept it all secret. Because her mom would probably be like, oh, that's great. Guess who asked me out? Billy Crew. Right. Yeah, Exactly. Cares? She would just move right on. She, she does care. not care. Yep. It's hilarious. Uh, let's see. So we find out they're bringing the alien to a hospital. And they're moving all the other people that are in the hospital out basically because they you know don't know what's going on with this alien uh and then we get our first shot of the general coming in to check out this body mm-hmm. and uh what's his name do we have the general's name i don't know if i wrote that down um i don't remember his name then <clears throat> yeah i didn't write it down but yeah so he goes in and we have the morgue woman or, or doctor in there and um she kind of pulls back the sheet at this point we don't see what the alien general looks like. as quiff i'm watching right now general as quiff yeah <laughs> as quiff as quiff as quiff uh so yeah. he uh he, he looks under the sheet to see what's there and uh nobody's really sh- i mean he's like wow is that really what they look like i mean they both obviously look a little bit disturbed yeah i wouldn't say he's shocked i would say he's more disturbed and perplexed to yeah, anything like, else. okay yeah and right. uh that's it so they run around now then we do see the woman run over and say is it true what they're saying about the prime minister that the prime minister is missing so the prime minister of england is just gone nobody knows where they, where they are which is um kind of an interesting twist right now as to what's going on because i mean right. imagine if something like this happened it's gonna be just mass chaos you're gonna lose people and you know at first i'm you knew there had to be something weird with the prime minister of course because this is doctor who but and to the mm-hmm. same extent like i don't think the president would be running to be on tv or running to the area they would be putting that the head of whatever country it is in a bunker somewhere oh absolutely oh god like aliens are here we gotta we gotta protect the president or protect the prime minister for sure so absolutely uh, i don't think it really should be surprising uh but then good old joseph green shows up and uh what's his job does it say he's like head of like sugar Sugar cane or something. <laughs> something. Like, I don't know if he's he's a monitoring sugar standards in exported confectionery. <laughs> like what? I the want heck? that job. And, yeah. and, he, and, and you look at the guy. Stand- and you look at the guy. He's perfect for that he, job. Oh like, yeah, he does. He's the he who, was, who's the uh, the guy from Jersey. Who was the old Jer- New Jersey governor? Oh, <laughs> Christie. Chris Christie. <laughs> Chris Christie is the monitor. He monitors the sugar standards and export of confectionery of New Jersey. <laughs> That's what he does. 
I love it. He's perfect. He's such he like a, a buffoon. Like he was he was born and he went to college for one job and it's that. Eating cupcakes. He, he, he majored in confectionery. <laughs> So we see him coming in, and then while they're going up the stairs, he's starting to have a little bit of gas issues. And, and <laughs> which I, sorry, when I was watching this, I knew you were going to love this, too. I'm sorry, dude. Like, All right, well, we watch this show uh, with the uh, the subtitles on, just so like we don't miss anything. And uh, I watched these episodes multiple times throughout the week. I laughed just as hard every single time. Just when you see, like, Farts on the bottom of the screen, (laughs) coupled with the awesome sound effect of the farts. Uh, It like fart jokes are never not funny. And somebody (laughs) had to actually type that out, like doing the (laughs) subtitles. Who's got that? What's the worst job? Uh, Monitoring sugar and confectionery or typing farts in subtitles? Crazy. (laughs) What's the better job? Uh, but then we also meet here for the first time uh, Harriet Jones, who is another woman that is like trying to figure out what's going on <coughs> in the situation, and uh, you know, good old Joseph Green doesn't care two two right. two shits about what she has to do, <laughs> although he may have two shits of his own uh, going on. Uh, well, but little, as what? little side note, that is the character uh, in one of my favorite movies ever, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, is she in Sha- that? Yeah, I she's well, the, she's, yeah, she's Shaun's mother. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Which would have been yeah. probably around that this time, right? This is 2005? 2005, yeah. Right? Yeah. It was probably so. 2005, yep. 2006. Yep. Um, interesting. So then, uh, yeah, so we got old Joseph Green going up. Oh, he goes, oh, Lord, oh, hold on. He pauses and then farts. That's <laughs> 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 uh, great. And then uh, oh. let's see. He goes up, and we we meet. Uh, who are these other two? We got Margaret Blaine, who's the the woman, and uh, as well as uh, come on a little bit further here, this other gentleman, Oliver Charles. He's uh, mm-hmm. another person, and uh, they're saying, nope, don't know where the prime minister is. He's completely vanished, and uh, that's it. Now, who's this other guy? Is he he's kind of like the he's not necessarily the Secret Service. I mean, obviously, the, I'm sure, I doubt they call it that in the prime in the in England in, in the Parliament. Right. But he gives them a briefcase of the emergency procedures if there is alien contact. Yeah, invasion. Is that, so, you think it's real? That? You think you think that's a real thing? I think it is. I, think I mean, maybe not called that, but do you think like gover- governments right? and parliaments have a protocol in place in mm-hmm. case of an alien invasion? I mean, I hope I I hope they do. Right. I don't know. Dude, did you see what what they just announced? Like, what was it, two or three days ago? Didn't I send you that link where it was like oh, that, that giant thing that thing. flew through like back in January through our yeah. galaxy or whatever, or our solar system? They were like, hey, we don't know what it is. And people at Harvard were like, eh, it could have been some sort of probe or like yeah. satellite from another, you know, uh, whatever civilization out there. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, it's but possible, I man. I guess so. so. I, I hope they do. Uh, but Joseph Green, he doesn't care. He just throws it on the table. And, but um, he lets out a nice one before he goes into <laughs> that room, though. <laughs> do you think these smell, from what we know about them later, do you think these have the smell of regular farts or no? Or are these just... Uh, you never know. I mean, they might they might smell like 
Snickers bars for all we know, man. They might be like sweet smelling. Who knows? Now, I love they, they proceed to laugh for probably about 15 seconds straight. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to zipping through here. I mean, that had to be a great scene for them to shoot. Well, when he, when he lets out like the big fart before he walks in, after that one, I was like, I kind of was in my head like, mm, that's a little weird. Maybe they're in onto something. And then when they do like the laughing, just staring at each other, laughing yeah. like, uh, yeah, you knew. I think what movie did they do that in? The Will Ferrell movie where they just <laughs> laugh and laugh and laugh. Is that like Zoolander? Well, or something Austin like? Powers, I think. Oh, they Austin did. Powers, yeah, Austin Powers. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> they all just sat there and kept laughing. That's all they do. Yeah. So now you know that <clears throat> they are in some capacity, whatever alien race crashed and landed. Yep. Uh, so then it cuts back to Rose and the doctor, and uh, the doctor's basically getting set to take off. He's just like, oh, no, I'm just going for a walk, and I kind of walk around. You know, this is a crash landing. Not really going to go anywhere. And Rose is basically telling him not to leave. Like, she doesn't want to be left there, but he's just saying, and, and basically not to get involved. But he's like, no, 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 I'm going to go get involved. But you see what he says, like, to, when, when he says, you know, I don't want to, I can't sit in there listening to them uh, talk about, discuss, quote, dodgy top-up cards for half price. <laughs> and i had to look that up to see what it what's is what's the top what is that it's just a prepaid phone card <laughs> so, it, so it's, it's a commercial like, for prepaid phone cards you so, just can't it, watch it. so he says dodgy top-up cards for half price so basically like they're black marketing like they're getting uh cell phone prepaid cards like on the black market <laughs> is basically what they're talking about. so that's what all those people who are in uh rose's mother's flat are talking about that that's what's important to them prepaid again cards. Again, not the aliens not are here. Not the aliens. Where we can get half price cell phone cards. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then uh, this is when the doctor gives Rose the key to the TARDIS. So the relationship getting a little bit uh, a little bit more tight there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like someone would give someone the key to their apartment when they come a little bit longer in a relationship. Well, He's giving we'll Rose in. the key to the TARDIS. You, yeah. A key and to the TARDIS. And we'll get into it at the end of the show when we go through the, uh, the Wikipedia stuff. But um, there, that that's that's very sentimental, and okay. I'll, we'll explain it. We'll talk to that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then uh, as the doctor heads over to the TARDIS, we see our good buddy Mickey, and he sees yes. the doctor, and he's like, "Oh my god!" So he goes. <laughs> Did running. you see what see what Mickey was doing? I was just gonna say, what, was he hanging his shoes outside? <laughs> he was, like, air drying his cleats or something like that. <laughs> Because he, he gives him, a, he gives him a sniff. I think, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Like, oh, these are nasty. Like, <laughs> what in the world? I don't know. Is that like a thing? Do, do British people like hang out their shoes he, off a balcony to like? He's air got. Out? Yeah, they look like they're baseball cleats. Well, and, they're, and they're he, probably f football or soccer football? cleats, right? I would assume. Right. Maybe. Wow. But yeah, he's just... fresh off the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so not, yeah. not pitch baseball. Uh, let's see. So then the doctor gets into the TARDIS and uh, he's starting to leave. Mickey goes running after the TARDIS and proceeds to run into a wall, which is a uh, classic Mickey. <laughs> Great he, Mickey. He doesn't even like stop. He just runs and literally smashes into the wall. Uh, <laughs> but the doctor starts going somewhere. We see he's leaving. And then again, like just pulling all kinds of levers and just doing crazy stuff. I and mean, we see him. This yeah. is where you mentioned the mallet where we talked about that in the beginning. He uses a rubber mallet with like a cord attached to it to do mm -hmm. something to, to the TARDIS. Um, TARDIS seems to be in some bad shape. I think they got to bring it in for a, a, a true fix. Yeah. They need the 2019 
There it is. That's where I get that new one, man. <laughs> with, the, with the doors open with like a Black Panther in it. And the guy like yeah. just playing the guitar with his hair blowing in the wind. That's what we need. Uh, let's see the... What's next after that? So we've got the rubber mallet. Um, the woman in the hospital oh, is trying to get in here. So we have that the, the lady trying to get into the office, basically saying, please let me in. And uh, they won't let her in. But then the cabinet people or, or Joseph Green and the, the other... Uh, what we'll say uh, just odd people for right now yeah, come out right. and um, she's talking about what hospitals for her, her county or something she's trying to talk something about. Something like that. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't even know if it's important, no. but she, she's just trying to just get something passed or something on the docket for the next, uh, election. Yeah. I don't know what center of, I don't know what the hell it is, but she's just she, trying to do something. Yep. She sneaks into the office. She sneaks into the office and then sees the emergency protocols. And then that's kind of where her scene ends. Cause she's going to basically put what she's proposing into what she thinks is just Joseph Green's briefcase, right? but it's the emergency protocol. So right. she just kind of throws it in there and, and realizes like, Oh my God, this is really <laughs> about an alien evasion or whatever's in that, that briefcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it cuts to back to the doctor, not, doctor who but to the morgue doctor in the morgue and she's hearing a strange noise coming from the what do you what would you call that where they put the bodies what is chamber that? the the locker Cham- body chamber, locker. Five? chamber five chamber five <laughs> chamber five chamber five is alive <laughs> uh yes chamber five is alive right there is something alive in there uh so then she knows something's going on then it cuts to the doctor Place coming in with the TARDIS, putting him in quite possibly the worst possible position. But but ever there's there's only like one space for the TARDIS to go, and it fits so neatly <laughs> right there. By the way, in like a storage uh, facility. But anyway, yeah, he uh, he whips out the the screwdriver, which we don't know the name of that thing, <sighs> and, he, and he and he tells it to be quiet. So I don't know if that was just if it actually does or he's just doing that. So, but what's interesting is like. He does the screwdriver everything on the door, and what? Well, yeah, all right. So we're going through the do- the the doctor. She's still moving towards uh, number five, yep. and he he opens like he opens the door into this room, this random room, where all these military people are, right? Yep, tons and of then, soldiers. Yeah, <laughs> tons of them just sitting there like nothing. And he and he's just in, and then they all draw draw weapons on him, and what's he do? Gives a big smile, right? He smiles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get this guy, man. I'm surprised he didn't say, like, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what he does say is something very strange, but go ahead. But, uh, okay. okay, so then the doctor uh, in back in the morgue goes over to the uh, chamber again and opens up the drawer, and boom, something comes rushing out. Of course, she screams. The doctor in the military People hear her screaming and go running down the hallway, which I just thought is great that these guys just like follow him. That's like, what I'm saying. Why would they how, follow how him? How did you go from drawing weapons to him saying defense plan Delta? <laughs> Come on, move. Okay, <laughs> let's follow this guy who we just were going to shoot like a million who just bullets. just came out into. of a closet like out of nowhere. <laughs> Makes no sense. But, but we're they, going with it. But yeah, so they follow him basically, and he goes in saying, "Search the room. The creature is out." So everybody's just storming all over this building, trying to figure out what they're they're trying to find. There's all kinds of military commands happening. Um, you know, the doctor saying, D- "Did you see it? Do you see what it is?" He's peeking around a corner, and then we get a brief little glimpse uh, at first of the pig head, 
And dude, I was just thrown aback when I saw that. I was like, I was not expecting a pig. I was not expecting a pig. I'm, I was picturing the classic, like you know, the grays, what people call the grays aliens, with the big mm-hmm. black eyes or something. At least something like that. Uh, but nowhere near a pig. I mean, this is like, uh, <laughs> just looking at it, it's ridiculous. It's, it's awesome. so crazy. And then what does he <laughs> say? Just like, Hello. I, I just. <laughs> I pause it on the screen. He's got a big smile on his face. He just goes, hello. And then the, the thing just goes running down the hallway. And it's literally just a tiny little pig in a spacesuit running down the hallway. I, I, you just can't make this stuff up with this, with this show. I don't even know. Like, I didn't even know what to do. Even the, uh, I love the soldiers looking at it like, what? And then the soldier just point blank shoots this thing in the face. And he's down. And then the doctor says, what'd you do that for? It was scared. The doctor's, doctor's pretty pissed. He's, He's very pissed, pissed, right? Yeah. What would you do if you had a pig like that running at you, Chris? Uh, maybe just, you know, stick my foot out and just stop him. <laughs> like, he's not really going to, he's not posing that much of a, a threat to you. Like, but then again, if a pig was running at me, I would be like, what the hell? And uh, yeah, if I did have feet, a weapon, right? I, I might actually shoot it in the face. Yep. Uh, How am that, I supposed to know that thing is scary? And that was, a, that was a practical effect, too, that pig. That looked like it was a legitimate uh, person in a suit probably running. And then when it's <laughs> on the ground, and there are pictures of this suit. You can go to – there's like some Doctor Who experience somewhere. And they yeah. have they have yep. this pig kind of set up. It's kind of funny. Uh, let's see. Then it cuts back to uh, the woman in the cabinet room. And so she runs and gets into a closet as our farting crew shows back up and kind of has a <laughs> fart off. <laughs> Fart and burp off, I guess. <laughs> the general shows up and he kind of sees them all going crazy and is just like, what is it? Which at this point, the the general is not. I, I thought all along that maybe he was part of them, but he's not. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was in the back of your mind. Just because yep. these people are, you you thought maybe that he would be, but he's not because he tries to uh, uh, take over position. Right. The position of prime as minister. They're, as they're all sitting there farting their pants as off. <laughs> And he's like, uh, yeah, you've all lost your mind. I'm taking over now. Uh, but they're like, nope, not too not too fast. And they begin to unzip their foreheads. Right. And did you notice like every time that happens in this episode, everything goes dark? Yes. With the exception of as they're doing the zipper part, like that is blue and that illuminates the entire room. Yep. But for some reason, the room loses power only when they're unzipping their foreheads. So, I love <laughs> I'm watching right now. I love uh, at the end of that scene when the woman like does her, she's in the closet. She sees it. She goes up. (laughs) (laughs) She like opens her mouth being quiet, but she is completely disgusted Uh, by what she sees. And we, well, she's probably smelling all these farts. I don't know if it's because she's has that face because of the farts or because of uh, (laughs) aliens have just unzipped themselves. And what do they do? They eat the guy. Do they eat the general? Like, what do they do with the insides of the general? Because she screamed, and it says man screaming. And then he's gone, right? That One of the the slithing, we can say what they are, but they they end up taking his body over. Where did the guts of the people go? I don't know, man. I think it's like time travel. You just got to go with it. Just got to go with it? Okay. Yeah. You're asking too many questions. (laughs) Uh, then fast forward to uh, the morgue doctor again, talking to the doctor just about this pig. And she just says, like, I always thought aliens would look different than this, right? That they wouldn't look like a pig. And then the doctor basically points out that, well, essentially what this is, is this was where whatever this 
quote-unquote alien type thing is they just took bits and pieces of a pig opened it all up and stuck it onto this thing and made it what it is it's almost like a frankenstein he brings up the example of the old freak shows and they would put like what, a fish tail on a cat something yeah or, or something. no uh, uh, uh i think it's cat skull that's what on, like it was. a fish tank and call yeah. mermaid or something like that yeah but either way he he kind of up until now like i thought that was like the alien right you know yeah me I mean? too like, but then he just described to you like no this is an actual functioning pig that with alien technology use this as a decoy yep so it's okay. aliens faking aliens is what the woman says which yeah. is just kind of a weird weird thing so it makes you wonder like why what, right. what is the whole point know. why would they be doing that mm-hmm. uh let's see and then the, she uh <coughs> kind of walks out or the doctor leaves at that point. The doctor realizes that she's gone and then she hears the sound of the TARDIS. So we see the doctor's kind of leaving basically. But then it cuts back to the apartment and our good man Mickey shows up and Mm -hmm. uh, he is pissed. Not too happy. And uh, what's the comment that the one woman makes? She's like, someone owes Mickey an apology. Yeah. And Rose says, I'm sorry. And then the woman says, not you. And looks at, Rose's, Rose's mom. mom, yeah. What's that about? What's well, they, I think they were saying like you should have called him. I think is what they're saying. Like you should have called Mickey's been because we we learned Mickey's been what questioned three or four times by the police. He's basically been under. Sir, the mother knows what he's been through. Whole, so. yeah, exactly. Okay. Call Mickey and say, "Hey, Mickey, she's fine." Rather than getting wasted watching the news and then worrying about, "Hey, guess who asked me out?" Who asked me out? Call Mickey. Poor Mickey. I mean, you got to feel for Mickey cups. here, right? Absolutely. <clears throat> I don't know. And whenever mm-hmm. I see Mickey now, I mentioned it here before we went, uh, started recording, but I just, I can't help but picture him as the plasticky Mickey. Like the a, old, uh, is it Duracell or Energizer com- uh, commercials? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like the Primus video. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, but then it's funny. So they go in there and uh, she's saying, well, you know, they're, they're basically bickering like a, a couple was, or a couple would do, you know, back and forth. And then all the people are kind of listening in. And then Mickey shuts the door saying, tell your mom about the doctor. Tell her who the doctor is. And and then, you know, how you've been gone for all this time. And tell her what the TARDIS is. And they run downstairs looking for the TARDIS. Because Mickey says he knows uh, where the TARDIS is. And, um, you know, the mom said like he left. He said, you know, he left you. Your doctor, you're like your precious doctor left you. So Rose kind of panics and runs out uh, to where the TARDIS was. And Mickey follows and Rose's mom. The mom comes too. And then suddenly yeah. now the key starts going off and the TARDIS shows up. Now Rose's mom sees it and Rose is trying to hide her mom from it again. Your mom saw a plastic people. Like, let's just be <laughs> Let truthful. her in on the joke. I think Rose needs yeah. to tell her mom. Yeah. Let her in on yeah. it all. Kind of because I think what ends up happening probably would not have happened had they just explained to Rose's mom, hey, here's the situation. Now, Rose's mom does seem a little bit crazy. She probably would have called the police regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but now Rose runs in, basically tells the doctor, like, hey, yeah, everything's great. Yeah, yeah, but we got a problem. And they turn around, and both Mickey and Rose's mom are inside the TARDIS now. So this is the first time we've seen other people really in the TARDIS, right? Was Mickey ever in the TARDIS in the first no, episode? No, I don't. <clears throat> I don't believe so. No, yeah, I, I can't remember. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but uh, Rose's mom sees it, and then she runs out, basically, and leaves. She can't handle it. Runs back yeah. to the apartment. 
so then that leaves uh, all three of them still in the TARDIS, and then it cuts back to Rose's mom, and she's hearing on the TV, they're saying, basically, if you have any information about anything, aliens, whatever, please let us know. And, um, you know, she, she's kind of torn saying, hey, I may know something, or at least maybe not necessarily about that, but there's something odd happening within my family. And her mom makes the call. Right. Yeah. Uh, but so a little bit before that, before like she leaves and it's all for them in the, in the TARDIS. Uh, do you think the doctor is toying with Mickey when he says his name is really Ricky? I think so. Yeah. Or do you or do you think like there's just that, you know, that's the doctor, all knowing doctor, knowing things. Oh, or maybe his or name's not really. I, no, I think I think it's just the doctor just being like, uh, yeah, because I, I I don't think the doctor likes Mickey, <clears throat> and you know uh, maybe just because he likes Rose a little bit, yeah, he's just gonna do what he he's he needs to. Gonna, yeah, toy with him basically. Toy right. with him basically. Right. Yep, that's what I think. But when <clears throat> when so when uh, Rose's mom uh, runs out and she does make that call, um, try so well she whoever she's talking to, we're assuming like the authorities in some capacity when she says like the words doctor on the screen is just like a computer screen, like flashing red saying doctor. And then she says, and there's something called the TARDIS <laughs> and that flashes on the screen. You're like, all right, what the heck is that about? Yep. And then you well, when we get to that, well, then that is a big we'll red alert because it then it is. flashes forward to the um, Secret Service or whatever security guy uh, back at the, the building where the cabinet is. And it says, red alert, the doctor. So that kind of puts forth in motion this um, situation that seems like they were prepared for at some point. Uh, but before it Which does is that. Which a little odd, though, because like if, if you have a... a a software program that list that says they have a software program that listens in on communications for keywords. And one of those words is doctor. <laughs> you got a pretty broad uh, software. Well, but, but there again, that, that's why it was doctor was one, but doctor combined with TARDIS, TARDIS. is what totally set it off and kind of had, but to go he never there. mentions TARDIS. If he had said TARDIS, I, I could go with that. All he says is doctor. He never, he never tells the people like, you know the the uh, the communicate the keywords were doctor and TARDIS. He just says one of those words was doctor. Like really, like true. No, yeah. So 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 is uh, I don't know grass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like pretty broad, broad. It uh, is. It is. Uh, you know. Again, just got to go with it, man. We just right. got to go with it. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then we have a really nice moment, I think, between Mickey and. Uh, uh, Rose here where they're kind of just you know realizing like you know what uh, maybe we can't make this work or maybe we can make this work because by the end of the conversation it's almost as if they're moving in to uh, maybe get a little kiss or something oh, going smooch, on smooch, right? and then doctor's like nope <laughs> which by the way we see Rose do it here and she does this like constantly where What's she that? and it's more the, the actress what's her name Billy Piper is that her name yeah where she takes her jaw and kind of puts it to the side and bites so her like tongue that. Like she always does uh, a little, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like she, she does that here. It's like, that's her way of like looking cute and like, it just, I don't know. Yeah. It's cute. I think it's cute. Uh, <laughs> but she does it there, which is just kind of funny when I, when I, every time she does that, when she's trying to have like a, just a, a quiet moment or a, a serene moment with somebody, she always does it. Uh, but then the doctor of course butts in and uh, he, he try yeah, what's is this the point where he tries to follow the flight of the spaceship? Is that what he's doing here? He fixes whatever he fixes like a satellite thing where he can track. 
miraculously. I love the dock. Yeah. <laughs> Where you can track the flight of this uh, spaceship. Yep. And uh, he fixes it like literally like right as they're about to maybe have a makeup kiss and kind of reveals that the spaceship um, not only landed on Earth, obviously, but left Earth, did a little 360 and yep. came right back. So why did they do that? He I questions. don't know. And he <laughs> says, you know, they've kind of been here the whole time. Right. Or for a while, at least. Right. Um <clears throat> Which, if anything, you would think it's at least probably when it landed, it was where it grabbed that pig and put the pig in the spacesuit and did whatever it needed <laughs> right. to do. Right. Uh, but then it cuts back to the woman looking through the closet, and uh, we now see that the general is one of the aliens because we see just a t- the skin of the other guy <laughs> on the table, which is just hilarious. I mean, it's just a horrible rubber suit just kind of sitting there, which I, but I love it. And then he begins farting, and uh, they say they really got to fix the gas exchange. Is what they bring up. So all these farts are caused by the gas exchange of these suits. Um, so do you think that is in any connection to the Dickens episode with the gas of in any way? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, yeah, I, think I mean, it, it might be a I mean, stretch. It's different aliens. But... I think it's a step or okay. stretch, but uh, no. But then uh, we have the security guy come in. He says it's code nine confirmed code nine. And this is where we learn then that they are basically the government is aware of the doctor, right? At this point, um, let me see. Maybe I'm, I don't know if I wrote down enough there. So yeah, they have these emergency protocols in place. They have, he mentions how they have the software, and that the doctor is the ultimate expert, mm-hmm. basically, and that the government needs him in cases like this where there are alien. An alien presence, he is the one to go to. So we don't know right now really how they know of him, right? We don't know how they – do we even learn that in this episode? How, like, how, like, the parliament knows of the doctor? Yeah. I, no, I mean, like, I guess just through those keywords or, or – That's well, so what I'm saying. Like, how do they know he's the ultimate expert? Like, I don't know. Is, is that explained in the previous eight seasons of doctor who is that something we learn about that the government kind of knows about him who he is yeah i'm not sure uh yeah so then uh the doctor they realize that unit is being deployed and that is the united nations intelligence task force is going out and the doctor realizes that they're going to be coming for him and he even recognizes some of these people. He's like, oh, those are good people. And Rose yeah. is like, how do you know who they are? And he's like, oh, I've worked with them before. And she's <laughs> like, what? Like, how do you know that? Um, well, Mickey knows that. Mickey's like, you. he's worked with them. Because oh, Mickey, right, Mickey yes. did some research. Yeah, that's right. Rose, he, he researched the doctor while he was, uh, while Rose was gone for those 12 months. So, yeah. Which um, is funny. You think like there must be a decent amount of information about the doctor out there. Go back to episode one. The guy who gets blasted in the face in front of his kid was the guy that had the shed in the back that right. Rose went to and saw. I, and and then, I mean, I guess maybe that answers our previous question. If Mickey can find some stuff on the doctor in 12 months, I'm sure True. the government's yeah. got to have a lot of stuff on him they too. So when, more, right? when those key words uh, that Rose's mom said over the phone – then that tripped them off that he's here, like he's on Earth. If she saw him, if she said, I saw the doctor in a TARDIS, okay, well, then those are the keywords. He's here. We got to go get him. So I would, you know, I'm just kind of like piecing this together as we go. But uh, if Mickey can find stuff on him, you know the government. Even the fact, I mean, you know, uh, Mickey brings up the fact that he's followed by a list of dead. So he even mentions, and we've heard that before too, that like wherever he goes, people die. 
death follows, basically. right? Right, death kind of yeah. follows him. Um, <laughs> and then I love there's the line too, uh, you know, right after that where um, uh, somebody says, you know, why don't you go and just help them? And he says they wouldn't recognize me. I've changed a lot since the old days. So, hmm. you know, there is definitely a history of him working with them um, before. And my guess is probably, and again, people probably shouting at their their um, <laughs> device if they're listening to this on right now. Yeah. They, this is probably explained, my guess, is probably in the previous seasons. You do probably see him working with the government, which is cool, a cool nod. I figure this is season one of the kind of the reboot here is a cool nod to those previous seasons where he probably did work with, with the government. I think that's kind of cool. Um, uh, let's see. But then we uh, go from there and uh, they run out of the TARDIS and suddenly get bombarded by the police and everybody coming for them. And the best part is our boy Mickey takes <laughs> off like he just stole a pack of gum from a convenience store. He goes running just about as fast as he can and hides behind like, what, like a garbage can? Dumpster like, or something Yeah, like he doesn't that, even, yeah. if you're going to run, come on, Mickey, run. Like, don't, <clears throat> which is ridiculous. Um, then they come in and uh, take them. Rose thinks they're being arrested. They're actually not, you know, obviously the doctor, he's got a big smile on his face. He's smiling. He, he realizes, no, we're going in. We're going to Downing Street, uh, which is Downing Street basically the White House? Is that kind of? Yeah, I didn't know what that was because when they get in there, he's like, oh, we're not arrested. We're being escorted. And she's like, to where? He goes, to Downing Street. And she's like, I'm going to 10 Downing Street. And I had no clue what that was. And <laughs> I had to look it up. Yeah, it's basically where the prime minister the prime minister lives i guess so uh which is awesome (laughs) but you gotta think like you know do do people from other countries know like what 1600 pennsylvania avenue is probably not i don't know maybe but (laughs) i should i feel bad that i didn't know what 10 downing street was no okay no i i I don't feel bad (laughs) Okay. <laughs> sorry sorry to all okay. our british listeners out there i know if you i know out there. I, I yeah sorry i, I, I just i don't i don't know that. We're, we do follow politics and stuff like that but i didn't know that was the address nope. of, so uh so doctor see. who is is informing us that's where see with, we're learning yep, about the british culture learning. through exactly. doctor who it's great exactly uh but all right so then they pull up to 10 downing street to a basically big barrage of paparazzi and the doctor's loving it. You know, he kind of gets out of the car. He's got a big smile. He kind of waves, you know. Hey, nice little smile. Even Rose is digging it, kind of going in there. I uh, can't believe they're going in. Uh, but in but- the car, they like they say, like, you know, uh, as they're talking about as they're, why they're going to Downing Street. And he's like, they, um, he goes, I visited, visited this planet a lot of times um, over the years. And what's he say? gathering experts in alien knowledge so like they're getting all of these people um in one spot yep so you can kind of piece together what's happening here getting all the people that would know anything about aliens together they actually bring in a cop to watch over rose's mom who he himself has a little bit of uh stomach gurgles going on you can tell there's Mm -hmm. some something happening there uh let's see the woman tries to sneak in here i can we, do we get her name i can't believe it. i keep calling her the woman the cabinet who you like the kid the woman you like from uh sean of the dead from sean of the dead she is um i forgot her name yeah i wrote it down too but i don't penelope have... wilton harriet jones yes she's playing harriet or she's playing penelope wilton or no that is i'm sorry that's the actress's real name so that's her name is harriet name. jones harriet jones um so she is there um, trying to basically sneak into the room with the doctor. 
Um, they security guy comes in and basically says to Rose, you can't go in there. You know, you don't have clearance to go in. I don't even have clearance to go in. Uh, and he makes it a point too, before everybody goes in to tell everyone to make sure you're wearing your ID badges, mm-hmm. make sure you have your ID badge on. He says that multiple times. Um, and before that happens, police go back to Rose's mom's house too. Right. Well, I said that guy's stomach was you gurgling. Did- his, his, Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. So, okay. so Rose's mom has she has her own little cop, and he's got some stomach issues gotcha. going on. Okay. Yes. Um, and then yeah, so Rose doesn't go to the room. And Rose is cool. She's like, oh, it's fine. You know, you go in there. That's mm-hmm. you're you're an expert. You know, I'm not. I've been to the year five billion or whatever it is, but that's fine. Go ahead. And so she stays outside with Harriet Jones and the security guy, but everybody else goes in. And uh, Harriet Jones is trying to sneak in. Well, she keeps telling. Hang on, because because as they're going into that room and they won't let Rose in there. Uh, the doctor kind of like sticks up for her and he's like, nope. He goes, I don't go anywhere without her. And I'm like, yeah, you do, man. Like <laughs> 10 minutes before you left her to go you to. You totally left her, yeah. <laughs> to so, go on a trip and through time and space. Like you you went to to go get the pig like not five minutes ago. So you're lying. Yep. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But anyway, so he goes in the room with uh, this group of people I love. He just sits down in the very back, grabs a pamphlet, and like we've seen him do before when he did the magazine in episode one, he reads this pamphlet, the whole thing in a matter of seconds, <laughs> just flips right through it, which is great. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, it it cuts back to Rose and Harriet talking about the aliens, and uh, Harriet just basically starts, loses it, talking to Rose, basically telling her what happened. And uh, at that point, it cuts back to the doctor, and he's uh, kind of piecing everything together, right? I mean, I don't want to... Well, wanna... he says something really interesting. Like, <clears throat> the, the um, he says... There was a blip of radiation a... at 100 yeah. fathoms. Right. And <laughs> what they is were that? about they were about, about to investigate that, and that's when the crash happened. So, is that just... You know, does that not mean anything? Again, is this something that like we're reading too much into, or what know. was that little blip of radiation, uh, one hundred fathoms, fathoms under the sea? Like, I don't know, I don't know. He but. says that, and he goes, "Spaceships, pigs, massive diversion from what?" And then uh, it cuts back to uh, Harriet showing Rose the skin, the bodysuit, and uh, basically, you know, saying it's an alien. And then they open up a cabinet, and I love this. It's it's just like a little, um, I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty big cabinet. It'd be almost be like a TV cabinet. And the prime minister is just standing in there dead, and he just falls down. <laughs> I love they kept the prime minister's dead body just in this cabinet. Um, and why? Why do you think the aliens? Why didn't they take over the prime minister? Like, wouldn't he be the one that you would think of? You would think he, would, he could direct everybody. They could oh, could yeah, done whatever maybe. they wanted. Why Joseph Green, the head of confectionery sugary stuff like why would you go that guy because uh maybe he has a flatulence problem and he was easier to take over where the prime minister didn't have a farting problem and if he farted too much they might be onto him yeah this are they the slitheine is that how we say it the slitheine i think slitheine yeah. yeah they're big they seem to be pretty big importantly yes. the prime minister is not looking too big anymore mr joseph green it's got some weight, so maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe the prime minister's suit just wouldn't, uh, or his skin suit wouldn't be. Yeah, because all the people you Slithy. might be onto something. Because the people that they do take over, they got some girth to them. Yeah, even the general man, he's he's got yeah. some. Uh, he's 
got a little yeah. gut going on there. Yep. Uh, let's see. The doctor says if aliens fake an alien crash and an alien pilot, what do they get? He pauses and he just says they get us. Mm-hmm. And uh, turns around and he sees. And then, oh wait! Then it cuts back to uh, the the woman walking into the room, looking all creepy. And uh, she's coming in, looking at Rose, and then it cuts to Rose's mom. We see the policeman, and everybody now slowly, all the pieces are falling into place. Every single one of them begins (laughs) to reveal themselves as the Slitheen. But but the doctor goes, would you mind not farting while I'm trying to save the world? (laughs) Great line, dude. Dude, we need to make t-shirts. If we ever make t-shirts for the show, it needs to be a picture of Christopher Eccleston and have it just say that. Do you mind not farting? farting Excuse me, do you mind not farting while I'm saving the world? There's that's gotta the guy, be a t-shirt, right? Then the, and then on the back, it's gotta have the guy's response. Would you prefer silent but deadly? <laughs> <laughs> when we start making the Tardy Tardis t-shirts, that's exactly that's what it'll it. be. That's gonna be that's it. The Tardy Tardis. I love it. Uh, and then again, the laughter starts and the doctor's kind of looking at him and we see the general, he takes his hat off. They start unzipping their foreheads mm-hmm. and, uh, they, we start to see the Slatheen start popping yes. out, which just looks crazy. Now see they, their faces is... look a little bit more like the grays, right? Like right. we think of aliens, um, and just some terrible CG <laughs> kind of thrown in there. <laughs> terrible, but awesome. Terrible, but awesome. It fits the show. Yeah. Right. And again, we have the darkness, all the lights go out and oh, a bunch yeah. of just what, black I, what do you call them? black lights yeah black lights flashing should and be like uh marijuana uh <laughs> posters all around the room yeah. suddenly when the lights go out what, what was what was that store that used to be in that mall near us rotterdam mall like the the grateful dead store or whatever it was called earth earth traders or earthbound or oh uh oh, you're earth gonna kill me wasn't it i don't, I don't remember I'm looking, I, yeah. I like i love how the slatheen's eyes when they blink they don't sideways blink. right it's sideways yeah it's yeah, so <laughs> awesome it. Awesome. Uh, we see one basically throw the security guy way up. I mean, so these things are pretty big. Like they don't, their arms are huge. Like they yeah. themselves, they're pretty tall. I mean, we, we see one walk through a doorway, but their arms are just like just as long as their bodies, which are ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then we see Joseph Green basically, or well, the the Slatheen dresses Joseph Green stand up and basically <laughs> open up the classic like detonator, like lighter size thing. Flips up the thing, presses the button. And the reason everybody had to keep their ID badge on was because they got shocked. And every single one of them gets shocked. And that's Mm. pretty much where the episode comes to an end with the Slatheen just wrecking face on everybody at that point. got the upper hand right now. Yep. Uh, I found it interesting. In the room where Rose is Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the one woman who revealed herself where the prime minister was, uh, the Slatheen that reveals himself or herself um, grabs the one guy and like holds him up against the wall and literally like Rose and uh, the Penelope woman or, or is her name Harriet in the show? Yeah. yeah. Literally just stand there. <laughs> don't even, don't even try to do anything and not even like, <laughs> Oh my God, or run away. Like where they were standing when the thing walked in is where they're standing when they're holding him up against the wall. They didn't. They didn't move a muscle. <laughs> they didn't move. No. No. Not even try to run. They didn't even try to run Nothing. themselves. Nothing. Uh, I love too. I mean, we talked about the CG here, but I love that again. They're using the CG coupled with practical effects. I mean, there's one scene here of towards the end of the uh, Slatheen, like its head slowly moving. You can tell it's like just like a rubbery puppet, just kind of like. Mm-hmm. 
I mm-hmm. love it, man. The, the, the budget for the show was fantastic. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, and then it cuts to uh, next time, and we get a scene of uh, that reporter who we kind of saw all throughout, um, which which just looks like a sad reporter. This guy just always, I mean, I don't know. He just looks depressing. I think whatever kind of news he, he delivers seems like it'd be depressing. Um, but he says basically <laughs> like it's... Jeff uh, Kyleman. He, he looks like Jeff Kyleman. Yeah, it was a kid we went to school with. He does. Uh, but he says it could be the last day for the world. And then we see the doctor come running into the soldiers again. The soldiers again listening to this guy. Although at this point you think they would know who he is because probably some of them brought him to Downing Street. Uh, but he runs in saying you want aliens you got them they're inside downing street so they all follow him and go rushing uh to his aid and then we have a great scene of uh the slithine running one of the practical effects slithine is running which just looks hilarious uh one busting down a door mickey with a baseball bat ready to fight one and um joseph green looking to be doing a press conference saying that planet earth is at war but then there's a scene of three of the slithines running through downing street and it's straight up CG. So we have one Slatheen that is the crazy practical effect, slow lumbering rubber suit. And then these ones are nimble as hell, like yeah. super fast running through. So I thought that was kind of funny how they have both. Mm-hmm. You know, we have two total extremes, one that looks super cheesy and terrible. And then these other others that are just ridiculous. Which is cool because like a lot of times when you when you get like uh, movies on like aliens, they're all the same. Yeah. And, you know, like as humans, we're all different. We all move different speeds and look different way. Like, why can't aliens? Why can't they be that way, too? Right. Exactly. So. Uh, and then uh, it ends on a note that's pretty, uh, pretty solemn. It's the mm-hmm. doctor saying, I could save the world, but I could lose you. Right. Dun, 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 dun. So what does that mean, man? Well, credits. I don't know. How is he going <clears> to lose <throat> her? Because there's not, like, this is a moment where you would think, like, whenever someone would say that, it's like a crazy action scene where you're holding somebody by the by the arm saying, like, yes, I could go stop someone from pressing the button that blows up the whole world. But if I do that, mean, that means I have to drop you off this cliff and I lose you. Like, that's right. a hard decision. This is them just standing in a room, no aliens, nothing crazy happening. Like, Rose is just looking at him all just, like, quiet yeah. and sad. And he's, like, hunched over a table talking to her. What situation could that possibly be where he loses? And her? this is where like the time travel thing comes in. Why can't you just go back in time and like Ugh. revive her? I don't know. I gotta stop asking that yeah, simple question. Like like whenever anything bad happens, my 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 simple question would be: we'll just go back in time and just fix go it. back in time. And I think I have to at, stop asking that question because maybe that's why like he's he the said doctor. in the last episode. It doesn't you know time. What's he say? Time is not. Uh, he basically says it can be molded it's and fluid, kind of. Yeah, it can kind yeah. of be changed. So, hmm. uh, right. but overall, I I did like the episode because it, it's yeah. interesting. It definitely leaves it on a cliffhanger. The biggest question I have is what that last scene. Like, I want to see how that plays out. I need to know what he means by that because that's ominous. Oh, oh you mean of of the next episode? Well, yeah, but mean, like, yeah, like, what is, what is, what does he mean saying that to Rose? Like, that is yeah. an ominous thing to say. Like, you know, right. I'm, I'm gonna, I could lose you. Right. All right. We'll see. Uh, all right. What, what, so, uh, what bits you got for so us? Wiki notes, um, Wiki so, notes. Um. So, uh, when, when Rose is given the keys to the TARDIS by the Doctor, yep. um, it said something, and this was in the, the Amazon uh viewing in the in the notes part of the amazon video it said it's the second sign that she is the new companion ah 
the first sign was her mobile phone being upgraded, which was in uh, episode two when they went to the future and mm-hmm. he let her make that phone call. I don't know what the significance is of her mobile phone being a sign that she's a new companion. So, and yeah, what I is, mean, were mobile phones even a thing when Doctor Who used to be on? Uh, like, I don't understand that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, even I, when it was out in the '60s, like they didn't have mobile phones, so how was that a sign no, of your companion? I don't know. Maybe they were just uh, able it, to call their families, not necessarily on a mobile phone, but like from the TARDIS, maybe. Well, even maybe in, in back then, even though mobile phones weren't around, like you know, in, in like you know Dick Tracy comic books, like they could still talk. You know, he could talk into his phone watch and his watch. So maybe it was a little futuristic show where they had that technology back then. I don't know. But um, what what does it mean to be the companion? Like, is that almost like a Sith type of thing? Like, they always travel in twos? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. So, don't know. Um, the You're So Gay comment, we talked about that. Uh, at the end of the episode, with the Prime Minister, the production team had intended to suggest that the murdered Prime Minister in the episode was really Tony Blair, who oh, was the really? <laughs> at the time. Um, it says on the DVD commentary for World War Three, which is the next episode, uh, the producer explained that they had hired an actor to play the dead body and on the understanding that the man was Tony Blair. Uh, when, the resem- re- when the resemblance proved disappointing, they decided to avoid showing the body clearly. Uh, then su- the suggestion that the body is Blair remains when Harriet Jones says that she's Hardly one of the babes. And I had noticed that when she first came in, she wanted to get like her meeting in. Yeah. She was I'm hardly one of the babes. And babes was uh, capitalized. I'm like, I don't I don't know what that reference is. But I guess the reference is uh, a large number of female. Uh, there's a labor party there. And Blair, there was a lot of females on that. And Blair, uh, they, they dubbed them the Blair babes. Ah, okay. So she's saying she wasn't one of them. But that was intended to be Tony Blair's likeness, and they didn't like how it looked, so they took it out. Hmm. Um, this is really interesting. So uh, the next – Yes. The episodes that, that for the next episode, the trailer that we just talked about. Yeah, like the next time on. Aired before the credits. And people were pissed off about that because in that – in this on the next episode, you see that they've escaped it. Yep. So they kind of ruined it for you. Yep. So this was after this, they, they, uh, they ran the credits and then ran the next time to give people time to shut off or change, change the channel before they, mm-hmm. uh, showed. Yeah. Cause nobody time. watches the credits. So they're like, yeah, we'll just put it at the end. We don't, nobody watches it. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this episode, together with the World War Three, which is the next episode, like I said, and then the episode after that. The Dalek. How do you pronounce these things? Daleks? Dalek. Daleks? Dalek. Were the first release on the UMD format for the PlayStation Portable. For the PSP. I love PSP. it. PSP. Then they were released on a DVD. Right. So, And then later then, with the rest of the DVD, series yeah. on a box set. So the first time that you could watch these episodes were on a PSP. Yep. That's awesome. So um, in getting into some reviews that people said, um, this guy, Arnold Blumberg of Now Playing, gave the episode grade a rating of C, finding the slitheen, their associated humor, and the pig insulting. <laughs> Dude, it's sci-fi. Man. However, like, he was positive <laughs> towards how the story showed what happened to Rose's home life in her absence. And I, I read that a lot. Like everybody loved the, the realism of like the home life aspect of it. Where I didn't really care about that. Yeah, I, I, 
<laughs> you know, people are trying to find like the realism in this show, and I'm looking for the total opposite in the show. Uh, Patrick Mulkern of Radio Times described the two-parter as quote flashy but silly and quote disappointing. Though the storyline of Rose's family worked because of the vivid characters. Again, I don't know. Uh, criticized the ex- ex- execution of the Slitheine and found Eccleston's performance lacking. I thought this was one of his like better performances. Like oh, that scene when the pig was shot and he was like he was scared. Like he was like he was, you pissed. Could tell he was really pissed. Yeah. So I think that was a bit harsh. Um, let's see. AV Club reviewer Alistair Wilkins gave the episode a grade of B. Found. The problem to be more in the execution than conception. Uh, there was a possibility of satire in the fart jokes, but the direction and performances let it down because it veered close to being silly and not taking the Slatheme seriously. He argued that the television series did not display its more nuanced parts, like each Slatheme having individuality, which we kind of said. We meant, yeah. I think we they do. Uh, maybe in the next episode they get into that a little bit more. Yeah. I maybe agree with him for here. Um, let's see what's this one here the Burke and Smith and who is the doctor or more positive Burke noted that the story was quote loved and hated by fans in equal measure uh, but it was a quote delight for him though unexpected which I agree with like I wasn't expecting to like this episode as much as I did because I like the fact that the last two episodes one was in the future one was in the past I like the time travel dynamic and then when I saw the preview for this one that they're back in they're back yeah grounded current back times current. i was a little like disappointed I'm like nah, i want more time travel but as i was watching it but going they, through it, I, but like, they the brought episode, it <laughs> yeah, yeah they brought it to the current definitely yeah. and that's what he said he said he yep. also felt like the pig worked um viewership though 7.63 million which is was it went down because i think the the dickens episode was over eight so the dickens one man that still is like i all right of the four we've watched what's your favorite Dickens. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think easily Dickens. Yeah. Yep. The second like one, the second one's good. I mean, that one's great with the, all the crazy so, aliens and that. It's just classic. Yeah. But the yeah, the was it Undying Dead, I think is that episode. Yeah. Phenomenal. I love it. Yeah. It's my favorite. And then the only other thing was uh, and you had mentioned it, like and I don't know what this is, but they um, on the wiki page they showed the pig and they showed the prop they used for Big Ben uh, being crashed into. And they're available at the Doctor Who Experience, which we, we don't know what go. that is, obviously. I mean, where it can look at? Can you look it up quick? Or yeah, look it up. The Doctor Who Experience. We got to go, man. I'm guessing it's like a museum or something? or I'm sure. Or, um, Doctor Who Experience London. There's one in London, actually, it looks like. 2018 Doctor Who London Attraction. The Doctor Who in London. So what? Uh... Uh, would be awesome. would be great. Uh, while Chris is looking that up, guys, uh, you know, again, make sure to follow us on iTunes and uh, like and subscribe over there. You can find our email also in our show notes, the Tardy Tardis Podcast at gmail.com. <coughs> email us. We'd love to get you uh, your voice heard here on the show. Even, you know what, send us corrections. I mean, that's something we could even start doing here at the end of the show. Like anything that we say that's wrong, send us uh, what, what we said wrong. We could even kind of correct it here at the end of the show. I think it would be a great time to do that. On the podcast. Did you find anything on it, man? Uh, yeah, it's not good, man, because the this is from uh, September 9th of 2017, mm-hmm. and the headline is, What is the future of the Doctor Who experience? The Cardiff Props and Costume Exhibition is closing its TARDIS doors for good this weekend. Oh. Uh... 
So where did says, all that stuff go? Where's and the then pin? it says, but it could open somewhere else. So I don't know if it, that was the very first link. Wow. Uh, if it has opened somewhere else, I can keep efforting and, and look it up. Maybe it did. Hmm. Uh, you know what? Uh, we always go to <clears throat> Disney all the time. And when you go to Epcot and you go around all the countries, when you go to England and you go in one of the stores, there's a whole huge Doctor Who section. Really? In those. And then they have, you know, one of the police boxes, of course, kind of like set out there, which not really for Doctor Who, but they just have a police box there just in England. So next time we go, man, I'm going to be all over that Doctor Who stuff. Absolutely. Sure. Can't wait, man. Absolutely. Can't wait to go. But, but it does says it wasn't it was in Cardiff. There you go. Dickens. Where, yeah. What in the Dickens? Right? The Dickens. Um, I don't know. I got, I'll look into that and see if it. Yeah, we got to figure that, that'll be our goal. One of our goals with the show. We got to we got to make it to the Doctor Who thing which is funny i mean i go to a lot of conventions and there are a lot of doctor who people there okay. i was just one of the ones i was just out here locally I, I was doing a small event and uh a kid showed up and he had on the whole thing with a scarf and had the magic screwdriver or whatever it's called uh <laughs> running around with it it's crazy so this uh, is the doctor Who. the doctor who experience has regenerated uh after six week refurbishment the doctor who experience in cardiff has reopened that was yeah that was in the same year so wow. i guess it's back open i don't know i don't know or i'm i'm doing this like on the fly so we'll figure it out and i'm sure yeah. again if you if you know when you're tuning in email us the tardy tardis podcast at gmail.com you can find that link in the show notes uh all right well chris let's wrap it up there next next episode we will be talking about world war 3 uh the second part here of the aliens in london and um, I, which I'm, we know there's at least two more world wars because he referenced he's seen five he's of seen them. World War Five. That's so. that's right. Um, just foreshadowing. I haven't watched the episode, of course, because now, now we're basically to the point where all these episodes are new to me. I've mentioned it before here on the show that I kind of watched, dabbled in these these beginning of episodes uh, with the family years ago. But the next episode after World War Three is the Dalek episode, right. and I know the Daleks. Because the guy was a uh, yeah, and I told you that my um, a guy I work with built a life size Dalek for his son to be for Halloween, and it's incredible. And people loved it, right? People loved it. So yeah. we'll, we'll, when we get to that episode, we'll be talking about it. But I can't wait to see those things in action. All I know is that they just go exterminate, exterminate, <laughs> and they like chase them. So I think that's what we're gonna see. But that's all I know. So like, what 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 speed do they go? I don't know. And how okay. can they fit through doorways? Like, why doesn't he just go upstairs? <laughs> Just go stand up at the top of the stairs and just go, ha ha, with a big smile. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> like, you can't if, fall if, I just feel like, a, like a, a brisk walk could get away from those things. Yeah. Like. We'll see. We're, we don't know. We'll see. All right. All right. But, uh, all right, everybody, thank you here for tuning in. We appreciate it. And uh, with that, get out there, fire up the TARDIS. Happy time travels. Happy <laughs> space and time. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs>